0: It is Adam, and we had the incredible opportunity to speak with Peter Cornell over Zoom video. Peter is the older brother to Chris Cornell, and he has had an incredible journey in music, and we talk all about that, and he just opened up an incredible coffee shop called Cornell Brothers Coffee in Nolensville here in the Nashville area. Peter talks about growing up in Seattle and how he got into music, he talked about picking up the guitar for the first time, starting to write songs for the first time. He spent a while on a boat, like sailing around the world. And when he got back, he kind of showed his brother some, some songs he had been working on. And Chris ended up teaching him how to record on a four track. He talked to us about the first band he started. His sisters were actually in, in that first band, moving to New York, forming his next band called Black Market Radio. He put out a solo record. He had some songs appear in different TV shows like The Vampire Diaries. And he told us about co-writing a song on the new Candlebox record. But we learned a lot about his passion for coffee, obviously coming from Seattle, and starting Cornell Brothers Coffee. You can watch our interview with Peter Cornell on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Peter Cornell. This podcast is about you, your journey in music, and of course, we can talk about uh, the new coffee shop that you opened up.
1: Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. <laughs>
0: Just actually What's that recently. Gold record? Uh, that's What's the that Struts. Gold Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I was actually had the opportunity to be the first DJ in the country to play them on the radio. And then they ended up selling 500,000 oh, copies. Great.
1: <laughs> wow. That's great. That's so cool. That's a lot of copies in this era, right?
0: Right. It took them about yeah, five years, great. but I, I love those guys and yeah, I appreciate them. <laughs> that's awesome. That's
1: yeah. awesome. Cool. Yes. Thanks sir. for having me on. I
0: appreciate it. Of course, I can't wait to hear your story in this this crazy music industry.
1: <laughs> oh, once upon a time, once upon a time. I mean, I cut my teeth uh, in the 90s in Seattle, um, it, it hit the ground running. I mean, in the late 80s, I, uh, I was surrounded by a lot of guys, uh, including my brother and, and his uh, his colleagues, his peers that were all, all this music was being made and guys were writing songs and that. To me, was the most fascinating thing I have ever heard of was writing a song. I I, I plinked and plunked on the guitar a little bit, but I, I didn't really, you know, I wasn't a great player. I wasn't a learned a, a, a classical player or anything. I just beat around on the thing a little bit, and uh, I was so inspired by songwriters. How does that happen? What what takes place to connect the dots on that? And uh, and that's where that's where it started. I I, I had an opportunity to uh, write a bunch of music. And I was on an adventure. I I was sailing around the world on a boat and I was in the middle of the ocean and had some really profound experiences, as you're going to do when you're out Mm -hmm. on a boat sailing around the ocean and you're a young man in your 20s. And uh, I I wrote a couple of songs and that turned into a couple more. And then when I came back to the States, um, things were in full speed ahead in Seattle, you know. Mm-hmm. and and my brother was uh you know my brother was uh you know he was he was right at the forefront of it he was the leader of it all and and uh i just w- i was around him and andy a lot and uh, andy wood and uh i uh i played a few of my little songs for him and i was like what do i do now you know what's next and he said well, go and he taught me my, my brother chris taught me how to record on a four track that he had in his Little cupboard in his house, and 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 uh, so I, I recorded a few songs, and then, you know, he and I bought a, a big eight-track reel-to-reel with a really cool board, a real pro setup, and you know, his band w- was rehearsing in my house, and and uh, I just it, I started recording, and then I got a little body of music recorded. I was like, okay, what do I do now? You know, <laughs> what's next? And verbatim, he said, "Well, you start a band, you idiot," and that has never occurred. <laughs> That had never occurred to me. That had never occurred to me. How simple. Okay. That makes sense. So um, there was certainly no lack of players. I'm um, sure and, in Seattle at I, the time, started, right? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I started a band and, you know, we rehearsed and and uh, we rehearsed for about six months and learned some songs and, and got our first show. And um, 1991, May 1st, 1991. May 1st or May 31st, mm-hmm. May 31st, 1991 at the uh, Swan in Pioneer Square in Seattle. And we hit the ground running. I mean, we had we by the by the end of that show, we had a following and we had a manager and, and we were off to the races. Wow. And it was never, never a matter of, of if. And that was, you know, that we would get a deal. And that that was between me and my brother. It was never an if it was a when, you know, and and, and having him in my corner and as my mentor. Um it was uh, you know, it was always the, the exposure was great. You know, we were we were we were under a microscope, but it was a fun microscope to be under because oh, I'm his, sure you uh, were, right? Just because yeah.
0: people are probably yeah. constantly comparing you to what, what Soundgarden oh, yeah. was doing.
1: And we were apples and oranges. I mean, we were sort of we were sort of Tom Petty meets the Grateful Dead meets <laughs> Peter Cornell and his wild adventures, you sure. know. Um we were a kind of a jammy jam band. We were a hippie band. I was certainly more hippie than I was anything in those days and uh, so we were very different and and it was always my purposeful uh, uh, motive to make sure that I wasn't you know I, I didn't except for having the same name I tried you know I, I was always making sure that I wasn't trading on the mm-hmm. name that, that that it was because you know we were out there and and we were slinging. Um, legitimately. And, and we did, we worked really hard. We Mm -hmm. worked really hard. I I just wasn't a very good songwriter in those days. You know, I didn't have that tune, that song. And in those days it was, you know, it was about the radio getting on the radio, getting on the radio, you know, Mm -hmm. and that radio hit. I heard that so many times (laughs) that phrase, that radio hit, you know, I didn't have it. I was, I wrote seven minute songs, you know, they all had five minute guitar solos. in them. I love that. I love that kind of music, man. I loved it so uh you know that was that was me in the 90s and we played up and down the coast and into canada and east you know into the 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 towns in the northwest and you know into montana and all those places and and we did very well we just didn't break to the big leagues
0: you know sure but i mean there's something to be said about having a long career versus having one song on the radio and i've i've actually talked to a lot of artists that have been in a similar predicament or actually a lot of artists that have either have famous family members, famous fathers or famous, you yeah. know, and it's like, I feel it's to me, it's like, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, well, you know, you already had a, you, you had the opportunity cause your dad or your brother or your sister or whatever is already yeah. in the, in the scene. But it's like, in in reality, you have to have the songs, and you have to you know have the drive, or it doesn't matter. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Who yeah. cares that your your brother was yeah. Chris or your dad yeah. was in Kiss or whatever it was? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. but I wish my dad was in Kiss. Oh, um, I had a chance to chat with to our Sophie Sim sister and um, Paul Stanley's kid too. So it was pretty. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: They're cool. both in music, cool. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's cool.
1: Yeah. So it was, you know, it was a great run and, and it, it was a springboard to my next thing, you know, which was uh, I moved to New York and, and reinvented myself and had a really great run, you know, did it made a made the best record and did the best work that I'd ever done. I learned how to be a better guitar player, a better songwriter and a better singer. Mm-hmm. And I put out a great record. Uh, our band was called Black Market Radio and and we toured that on that the- record for a couple of Three or four years. Is that
0: the band that you're in with your sister, two of your sisters, right? Or is that the different no band? that was my first band. That was, oh, that that was your my first, first band.
1: band. That was inflatable soul. Yeah. My I always had this, you know, vision in my head of of backup singers. Um like you know I I I loved the stones, always had this great backup band, backup uh-huh. singers, and God, who else? I mean there's so many like that, that and I had that vision and it ended up becoming my sisters. They That's just were so cool. around and they're like, hey we could we want to do that. And so we just rehearsed in my house and and yeah, they were in the band, and and uh, you know it was great. It was it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. And we had a lot of success, and uh, you know, on on to New York, I did Black Market Radio, and then I did a solo record after that. And you know, I ended up getting some songs published in 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 television programs, and I, I just co-wrote a song, um, with uh with Kevin Martin from Candlebox. It's oh yeah, on their I, new record. That's yeah, so rad. Yeah.
0: I did read that. Yeah. Those guys are great too. I had a chance to, uh, they're great, man. a couple of the guys from Candlebox. So cool. And the couple of the guys oh. are in another band. I can't remember with Don, uh, oh, Don, Don Migs. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, yeah. Kevin's the been name doing is, some stuff with them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a cool band too. They just released a record, but that's awesome. So yeah, it sounds like you're still writing and, and, and absolutely heavily involved yeah. in the music scene.
1: Uh, absolutely. I've, I, I mean, I've got a, uh, I've got a couple projects going that aren't the coffee business. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I've got, I, I've got a couple things doing, I, you know, I'd like to do a little more writing with Kevin because I think that song came out great, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's a good rock song. Their record's great, by the way. I, I don't know if you've, if you've gotten it yet or if it's, I know it's not out yet. Um,
0: but yeah, I think they put, it, wasn't it is, supposed to come out last year, I think. And then it, yeah. And then obviously Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah but it is a great rock record. I mean, it's a real record. It plays like a record for me. Mm-hmm. And, That's awesome. and you know, I think it's 11, 11, songs. And, it, you know, I mean, I go seven or eight songs deep before, um, before I, I hit something where I, where I, I might not be my, you know, my favorite favorite, but God, man, there's so many great songs on that record. Kevin shows lyrics and, and vocals. Like he, you know, his best ever, I think, you know, That's and so he's done cool. some great records. Oh, it's yeah. really cool. And I, we had a, a grand opening here at, at, uh, at our coffee business on the 5th of June. And, and Brian Quinn, who's the lead guitar player in that band. Mm-hmm. Um, he flew in from Philly and sat in with me and I hadn't played for a long time. And I've been oh, trying to play rad. with Brian for like 15 years. We were, uh, we two, our bands toured together. Um, when I was in black market radio um, in the early two thousands, mid two thousands. And uh, um. I'd always wanted to play with him. He's a great player. And I really liked him. I, we were really good for his band was called foster child at, in those days. And, uh, they were out of Pen, Pennsylvania. And, uh, so we finally got to play together and it was really amazing. It was really, he's such a great player and, awesome. and it makes me a better player, you know, when I play with somebody who's good like that. So mm-hmm. it was really fun. I've, I've got, I'm going to open for Candlebox box in, uh, november in seattle uh, oh you are they're show. doing i yeah. know they're playing yeah.
0: in nashville too i saw um, they
1: are yeah they just did last week i think or, or yeah they play i think we were the first it was the first show on their tour on this leg of their tour oh
0: they did already play um, i did see that they were coming up maybe, I,
1: yeah I, I don't know they were here rehearsing I, i'm not sure if they uh i think their first show was here maybe not maybe it's on the next leg but uh yeah hopefully i'll get to see them. i was out of town for a minute when they were here so i didn't get to see them. but last week but uh yeah, so it was a show, me opening for them. I'm just doing acoustic set opening for them um, in November, which was supposed to be last October. Um, and I'm excited about <laughs> that. You sure. Know, I'm excited about that. Yeah. So it's gonna I'm be close cool to my hometown.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you so you started the the shop is here or in Nolansville, right? Or, 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 yeah. I, I'm yeah, yeah, it's it's here in Nashville area, surrounding area.
1: Yeah, yeah. No yeah, Nolansville is uh is about five miles away from Brentwood. I live right on the corner of Brentwood and we're, we're in the same neighborhood here. It's about five minutes from my house. And, uh, Nolensville is a historic, it's a super old little village that was founded in 1797. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, it's blowing up. I don't know how else to say it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people moving here. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of buildings and, and, and retail and, and, and residential being built here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really exploding and it's, it's, you know, the whole region, has yeah. done really well economically and and certainly real estate wise and um <laughs> this particular little burg of nolansville is really just it's it's right in the in that stage of just uh, of just happening and and mm-hmm. so we're, we feel really lucky you know mm-hmm. we we got here and we opened up our shop here and and we're doing really well we're doing really really well. My so wife had a chance to, to
0: go there. I don't know if she yeah, saw you yet. Yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah, no, I thought no, I met she yeah, yeah. I, I thought she met you. Yeah, she yeah. loved it. She kept ranting yeah. and raving about how rad it is. I'm I want to yeah. know when did you get to Brentwood? How long have you lived in the area and what took you here?
1: Uh, we came here a couple years ago. We've been here okay. a little over 2 years and um, there's a school here that's particularly good for um, our our uh, our boy who's starting 4th grade.
0: About an hour ago. Yeah. Oh oh yeah, I know. My kids just I have a thirteen year old who just started eighth grade uh yesterday. And uh my kinder my five year old starts kindergarten. Well he had like his boot camp kindergarten boot Yeah, yeah. Yeah, school's back and we'll find out who his teacher is today. They do it a little different for kindergarten, but yeah, it's bizarre. So,
1: yeah, no, it's yeah, cool. That's awesome. So,
0: so, so you've been out here for, for a couple of years. And how long has the coffee shop been around or the, the we, company? Uh,
1: official official opening was June 5. Um, but we really started, uh, we started putting the rubber to the road on it in January. So okay. we moved pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I thought about doing for a long time. And uh, the last couple of years that I was here, I, I was, you know, for all practical purposes, I was retired and mm-hmm. just working on some real, real estate stuff. And, um, and it just, it was time to, uh, to, to do something else. And, uh, I'd wanted to do this for a while and it was, it wasn't hard to do, especially with a wife who's a genius. And, uh, I, um, she does all of the hard behind the scenes paperwork and, numbers crunching and stuff
0: and i That's just get my to show wife up for this make podcast. Make <laughs> yeah, right? this thing be sinking.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely the truth. So i um i get to uh, once once we started we we once we opened and then i get to to make coffee and be uh be the Cornell brother. And That's it's pretty so cool. it's pretty good deal for me. It's a pretty good deal. So and we're we we went into a shop that was a shop for the last couple of years and they changed their brand a little bit and they, they didn't need all the space they they had had when they opened. Um, And so we, uh, we sublet a little spot and the idea seemed like a good idea and a a local juice company that was looking for a spot. So we've got three businesses inside this co-op market that, Mm -hmm. and the business model, it plays very well for the community. It's, it was the right thing at the right time. And it's, it's got the right energy and we're all, you know, we're all good at what we do all three companies. Mm -hmm. And, and so we're, we're enjoying just a a really wonderful start to this thing. You know, it's I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled. I, uh, you know, I'm like ready to open the second one. And and, (laughs) which is going to happen sooner than later, because we've had such a a good successful opening, you know, Uh and it's been, you know, that we've been embraced by the community and, you know, we're we're working hard, but it's, it's worth every minute of it. When you own the company, it doesn't feel like you're going to work, you know,
0: cool yeah can i make yeah. a suggestion south williamson county yeah <laughs> yeah do what south, south williamson, williamson county, county. <laughs>
1: Yeah. like where where where, at? where are you at Out,
0: uh around thompson station
1: thompson station yeah we're thinking that direction you know for sure uh,
0: i know brian sure. from brian uh brian head of uh corn has a shop, or not a shop, but he has like this therapeutic like place down here it they do like hydro oh, really? massage and stuff yeah oh cool Springhill, spring yes yeah. yeah, spring- oh cool spring hill thompson yeah. station yeah yeah well, it's I interesting mean, it's like y'all talk to now, these people know. and there's so many people here in town like because i'm from we're from san diego california and we had never been yep. here we just wanted you know just super intrigued by everything and wanted to you know get a better bigger place for my family and my kids to grow up right and right we got cool. here and it's like talk that I imagine living in this area and they're like oh yeah I live in Brentwood or oh yeah I live in Franklin or I live in Nashville yeah. like, what <laughs> it's not a country yeah. town anymore as much you know that's what not I was at all when not, I moved here so
1: yeah not at all so. I had no idea I mean we we had we had talked about leaving LA for a while and um I would have never picked Tennessee Tennessee picked us Same you know here. the school <laughs> the school picked the school picked us and the rest of it was Chips fall as they may and they've fallen so well for us we love the area and uh my wife is from san diego really uh, and, and you lived know in la it? for a long time uh, uh chula vista okay she cool Chula Vista, yeah but lived all over and then lived in in la for the last you know couple decades and and uh and so we we wouldn't neither neither of us would have picked tennessee if we were just picking a place to go but it picked us and and uh I mean, we can't say enough. The the, the the economy's been great, and the the real estate's been great for us. And the, the, the neighbors, we live in a great neighborhood with great neighbors. And I thought I was going to be worried. I was worried about being landlocked. Uh, we found that there's an awful lot of lakes here, and oh, uh, yeah. and we get out on the lake, and and you know we 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 enjoy it. We we get to enjoy the region. Like it, it's just great. I, I I have you know I can't say enough. It's green. Mm-hmm. You know we have deer and wild turkeys and rabbits and owls and you know you name it in our yard you know?
0: armadillos
1: which was weird to see <laughs> oh yeah right they're having a rough summer too man they're having a rough summer i've seen a lot of squished
0: i know i've never i never yeah. seen one and we're walking our dog outside yeah. and this weird thing runs by and my my, my older son was like what is that and i'm like it looks like an armadillo and i had to like yeah. google to see if that's what it was and then yeah after i yeah. saw some squished ones unfortunately but it's bizarre yeah. to see them they, the
1: are, they are getting squished. <laughs> possums, too. I saw, I saw a run of possums over the weekend that there was a half a dozen of them uh, uh, driving around over here where they got squished. So uh, I'm sorry for the possum and armadillo population yeah, in this
0: region. armadillo. So, sure. Having a tough year. But, uh, yeah, no, it's <laughs> great,
1: man. It's great. And my, my wife loves the weather. She, she loves the rain. And we got our first, uh, uh, our son and, and, and my wife had never seen snow before this year here.
0: Oh, I heard it. You
1: know, we moved snowfall.
0: Yeah. It got pretty, it, it it snowed pretty well. Right. I mean, yeah, really well. Yeah. Yeah. So we moved. It's funny. Like when every, when it was dumping snow here and the windmills were frozen in Texas, we decided to move (laughs) the weekend following that. Yeah. (laughs) So we left like the Monday after everything was, but like, we kind of drove into everything melting, which was nice. I mean, yeah, we missed yeah. all the water shortage and all that stuff and power yeah, right, outages. Yeah. And by the time we got to Nashville or around the area, they just had the snow piles kind of on the side of the, <laughs> the cool. freeways and stuff. So my kids got yeah. to go jump on the parking lot snow, but we didn't get to see any fall. So hopefully uh, this, next, this winter, this it'll winter, snow again.
1: Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, they, they get one here every couple, three winters. Um, we had some friends that moved here a little before us, a couple of years before us, and they had a good a good snowfall their first winter. But that's it was cool. so great. I mean, our first our first sledding and our first snowball fight and our first snowman and yeah, and, uh, it was great Amazing. catching snowflakes on our tongues, all that little stuff. You know, that yeah, stuff is so cool.
0: Yeah, you'd miss yeah. in Southern California because there's absolutely no yeah. seasons. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah, that was a concern though. the 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 no seasons thing was a concern, and it's been, yeah. you know, been no problem for my yeah. wife and my son to adapt. They love it.
0: Yeah, so, we love it here too. It was the best thing for yeah. us.
1: I'm, yeah, I I want to know a little Thank bit you.
0: more about your coffee shop, real quick. Um, so. How did you get into coffee? It was just something you wanted to do and like how do oh, you even man, start it? And- since the so late. I mean nah. really
1: it was with my with my grandpa when I was growing up. He had um he had MS and he was in a wheelchair most of my life. Mm-hmm. And so he had to be really careful um he had to be really careful what he put in his body and caffeine was one of the things that he just wasn't supposed to do a lot of. Mm-hmm. And and so he very he very much respected coffee and cherished it because it was something he really loved to drink but was limited so he uh when I was growing up, I mean, he had like one of those old Italian espresso maker things. He and my grandma had that on their on their stove, you know, from an early age, and they had, you know, the latest drip coffee maker and the latest French press, and you know, a French press. And so I, I was introduced early on of the different, you know, methods. And then our parents were, you know, were coffee heads for sure and and always had the the latest state of the art Mr. Coffee that you could program and you know <laughs> that would practically walk the coffee into you in the morning so we grew up every morning with 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 the smell of coffee in the house i mean it was the first thing all of our days started with our whole childhood mm-hmm. and uh, and then just you know my my respect for the for it and then Seattle, you know, was kind of a, a leader at the forefront of of espresso joints. You know, so, we, I mean, we,
0: obviously Starbucks,
1: Yeah, Starbucks, <laughs> right. and, and they weren't, the only, they weren't the only game in town. They're, they're the most successful business model for mm-hmm. espresso joints in the history of, of the, of the espresso joints, you know, but there was a, there was other places and, and everybody kind of had their own spot in their neighborhood after a while. Like, like, uh, you know, at first everybody's like $3 coffee, that's nuts, you know, but um, we all kind of had our spot. If we liked it, if you liked espresso, then, then you have that spot down the block. Certainly when I lived in New York, it was like that. And, and uh, I had a spot when I lived in Seattle that I went to every morning, I played my guitar, sat on the sidewalk. And, you know, I wrote some of my first songs sitting over a, a big old pile of espresso, you know, it. And, and, and playing at a, at a coffee place. And, you know, how cliche is that? You know, so it was always something on my mind and I, I, because I only drink espresso on ice. So I, I, I want a good tasting espresso because it's very potent. It has a very Mm -hmm. distinctive taste and it's, you know, it it can go, it can be bad espresso really quick. You know, it's, it's, it's not just because you run it through that machine makes it magic, you know? So there's a, there's a lot to it. So over the years, I just learned more and more about it and then really started studying the things I didn't know about it really hard um and just it it was sort of groomed myself to do this business Mm -hmm. and and then it finally came around where where you know i had the means and the time and the location and a new life here in tennessee and it just sort of the the, you know the stars lined up and and you know it came together really easily for us it seemed like a very smart natural thing to do and so so I named it after my grandfather and his brothers, who mm-hmm. my grandfather was huge influence in my life. And uh, and his brothers, two of his three brothers, uh, you know, I grew up with them. One of them I'm named after. The other one was, wow. you know, just, you know, a fixture in my life. I mean, I I used to play this guy. He was in his mid 70s and I was in my 20s and he was the senior champion of Spokane and racquetball. Really Uncle Harvey. And, yeah, that's and rad. Take out we'd go over to the University of Washington intramural building and he would mop the floor with me. And he was 73 and it didn't even break a sweat. And there was this mezzanine up on top where you could watch players. And by the time we'd finished, the whole thing would be just packed with people watching this old man just beat the (laughs) crap out of me. And, you know, so these, these guys, I mean, the the Cornell brothers were, they were my guys, you know, my grandfather was my guy. He was, he was like my dad. And uh, so I, it's an homage to them. I love it. You know, obviously my, obviously my brother, Chris, and, uh, it's just, it, it was all just so natural and it just came together so nicely And our, our logo and our brand and our, you know, I'm, I'm able to work with a, uh, a really great, uh, I partnered with a really great roaster here and, uh, and we roast together and we source beans that are specific to, to our needs and, and, and small batch. So we, we get, you know, we have relationships with with some farms and relationships with some smaller brokers and we get some great stuff. We, we pay a little more for it, but it's worth every nickel because I didn't reinvent the wheel with this thing man. But Mm. I, you know, so it's my goal to do a good job with it and I know what a good coffee should taste like a good drip coffee or a good, a good cold brew or a good espresso. I, I know what they should taste like. And I, I'm confident that that's what we're doing here. I'm very, very happy about it. We're proud
0: of it. it. And you have you because you have coffee from all over. I mean, Ethiopia, Brazil, El Salvador looks like Peru. I mean, is that source that way? Like, do you have to?
1: Yeah, well, we had a Guatemalan that we've been using for uh, cold brew and for drip a little bit. And it's because it's small batch and there's smaller farms and Mm -hmm. and the relationships that we have the Guatemala season. I mean, we're we're at the end of that season. We're at the end of that harvest. So mm-hmm. it'll come back around the Guatemalan in about six months. So now we've shifted and replaced that uh, for our cold brew with an El Salvadoran that also makes a great drip coffee. But, but that's what we're able to do. We're able to, you know, we're able to rotate. We have like eight or ten different varieties and countries and farmers and brokers. And, you know, that, that we can then, when the Guatemalan runs out, now we can get the El Salvadoran. And then we just, we just put a, a Costa Rican that we're able to get for a while. Awesome. um a, a smaller batch. Um, we just put that on our menu. Um, we have a, an Ethiopian that just changed to a natural washed and uh, that we're using for our drip coffee. So we're, we get to enjoy uh, some, some variety by strictly by necessity and and it's working great, you know it's it's working great for us. The Costa Ricans great. The El Salvadoran is a, a farm, a family that's the sixth generation of the same family that's, that's farming these beans in El Salvador. I mean, that's great, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love that. It's the same, same vibe I have doing business in my community where I hang out, where I live, where I work, you know, Mm -hmm. we do everything here in Nolensville because it's just around the corner from where we live. And I love that. I love to, I always did business that way. No matter where I was living, I like to use the local place that's near my house. That's going to see my face and know my name, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm, Hoping to establish here, and so far it's gone pretty well.
0: I love that. And are you working? You, I mean, you must be. My wife ran into you. you must be there pretty often. So I'm here a lot right now.
1: I, yeah, I have a really small staff, and I use them sparingly because you know I don't want to ask anybody to do anything that I haven't done, including right. you know I go clean the toilet if it needs to be done. You know, mm-hmm. I just like to know everything about it and and be able to to. uh, knowingly direct people to do things without without you know being overbearing and and say hey i did it Mm -hmm. Uh, i know i know i know what it takes to fix that or clean that or what we have to do to make that happen and and so um i'll probably do this another couple months um we're shopping for a second location and when that comes online then then i'll uh you know i'll be there busy developing that spot and i'll i'll give this spot a little bit, you know, I'll let the staff get more involved. But for right now, I'm happy to be here. My wife comes down on Saturdays and works with me, which is just, um, it's great. It's amazing. That's awesome. You know? Well, loves- I'll have to take
0: my She's- wife down there on a Saturday. so we can Please, get please. yeah. Because <laughs> she already had a chance to experience it. I haven't been there yet. Yeah. So I need to get out there.
1: Yeah, that was early on too. That was the first, we weren't here. We, we weren't open very long when, when I met your wife.
0: Yeah. And she, like I said, I she loved it weeks. over there. Um, cool. That's so big. you can buy you can buy the coffee online on your website on CornellBrothersCoffee.com. Yeah. Yeah. Can you yeah. buy it if you're? Where do you ship all around the U.S. or how does that work?
1: We actually just uh, night before last we changed our uh, our web store platform to Shopify, and we are now able to ship internationally. Wow. That was why we changed. So we had a different platform and and the international shipping was a real puzzle. And so we, um, we shift to, sh- we switched to Shopify we, we released a couple of new beans, the Costa Rican and the El Salvador. And we, and we now are able to, uh, offer, um, international. So that's it, awesome. it, it's, yeah, it's cool. Cause, uh, through social media, um, I, I have a lot of people that I interact with that are, you know, out of the country, South mm-hmm. America, Australia, you know, I'm, I'm big sure. Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah, you no, know, it's, uh, yeah no it's uh, it's it's great because and the support is just you know the support that we've received from from fans of my music fans of my brother's music um fans in general you know people in general people come to the shop to pay respect um you know the people drive three four hours from kentucky so they can have a cup of coffee That's and so say cool. hey man we want to su- we want to support you in this i mean we've had i've had people come in from indiana and people come in from ohio and people come you know from all across the country, to just, you know, get a cup of coffee, show support, pay respect to the, to you know, to the memory of my brother, or the family name, whatever it might be, you know, unbelievable, you know, yeah, it, it's chilling for me, it's unbelievable.
0: I will say I had a chance, my wife and I had a chance to meet your brother once, and he was so sweet, and he signed a record for us, and it was just like, such a moment like he he came yeah. i've met a lot of a lot of uh you know big music artists in my day in this business and just meeting him like you yeah. just had this presence where you're like yeah, yeah you just knew how like impactful he was and like i mean when we yeah. met him we were just like it, it, most of my wife and i were like you that was like <laughs> it was weird like it's hard to explain i can't even explain it to you but yeah. it was just like
1: uh, you- He's a good man. He's a, he's a good man, and and uh, you know we miss him every day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Love and him, love him, and miss him every day.
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah, so he touched yeah. so many people, lives of so many people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's so um, on a lighter note, real quick. Are you? You said you got to play. You played the opening of the of the. I of, did. The I did. We a Little sound
1: system. A little sound system. I mean, why not? Coffee house. It's kind of where music was invented, wasn't it? Right. I mean, it Is was. That- uh, yeah, we're going to do it more often. That's was going to um, ask you, is that something
0: you're going to continue?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're going to, we're wanted to get our, our feet wet a little bit before we bit off more than we could chew, but that is on the, uh, that's on our list, you know, priority list. Um, in fact, I got a call with a guy today who, uh, who's going to help me with the sound system. So we'll just put a little system in there that's sort of, you know, out of the way. And uh a little stage and there's p i I mean it's Nashville, man. I was you know? gonna say you can I mean, get I some
0: could, big people to come in there, I'm sure, really oh my easily. God. I mean, I'm, I'm in my truck <laughs>
1: in the parking lot. By the time I walk back across the parking lot, I'll run into somebody,
0: you know. That's, so That's awesome. the way it is
1: here, you know. Um, yeah, there's you know, there's a we had that that night of our opening, or that day of our opening, we had uh there's this band here, Bennett Hall band, these three sisters. The oldest one I think is 13 and the youngest is seven. And they play around, they've opened, they've opened for some big country artists. They do a little cover set, you know, and, and they're amazing. And so, you know, we'll, we'll do stuff like that. And, and, you know, and I'll play and, and, you know, I've, I got a buddy up the street whose dad was uh, Elvis's bass player, my friend, uh, Darren, Darren Sheff, his dad was Jerry Sheff. And so Darren, you know, I mean, he's got his finger in music and knows a lot of folks and, you know, my wife's in the business. Um, It just seems like a natural thing to do. You know, and it's Nashville. Everybody wants to hear music here, so yeah. Um, the space lends itself to it. We have a really open, high, you know, high twenty foot ceiling place. So it's, uh, you know, it, it lends itself to it. It's or actually, I think they're more like thirty. It's really high, anyway. Um, it sounds good in there. I sounded good in there. You know, if I sounded good in there, who will? It's, you can make anybody sound good in there. You
0: know, <laughs> so it's. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah. So we look forward to it. That'll be up and running and we'll, we'll make an announcement when that happens, but I'm looking uh, forward to it. I think
0: I can't is- wait. And I, I'm going to yeah. come, I'm, I mean, we're going to, we'll be there right. soon, soon, sooner than like later cool. uh, <laughs> to come say hello That's to cool. you. And, and, and maybe we'll come on a Saturday, you and your wife. And uh, like I say, my wife She's- loved it and I cannot uh, wait to, to have it check it out myself. Cool. And I appreciate you doing this, Peter. I mean, this has been so awesome. My
1: pleasure, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, It's my honor and privilege Uh, to be here. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I have one more question for you before I let you get back to work. (laughs) I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists.
1: Oh, man. Perseverance. Perseverance. Just stick with it, you know? I mean, I did it for a long, long time before I felt like I I, I was uh, a success at it, you know? And just keep going don't don't hesitate to reinvent yourself if it ain't working and collaborate i learned a lot through collaboration and uh um keep pushing yourself you know keep pushing yourself if you're a guitar player pick that guitar up every day man and don't be don't be constrained by the rules just make noise and you will find your own noise it's amazing you know and that's so gratifying